Hello and welcome to all flamenco aficionados around the world. Welcome to our weekly podcast, Flamenco Attitude. We do this every week and we talk about everything flamenco. I mean everything. We're trying to explore every single aspect where flamenco had anything to do with it. In the past, we have covered multiple records and albums reviews, books as well. Oh, you have to mention that because you know that I haven't got that new Cameron book. <sighs> I mean, yes. I'm definitely doing this just so that Marcus can get annoyed. We talked about the history of flamenco. We've even covered a little bit of the religious aspect as well. And uh, interestingly, we also did a special on Andalusian Christmas. We are pretty much trying to do it all. And our eighth season, for everyone who has been listening to us as a returning listener, is dedicated to Pueblos. Um, this is our love letter to the home of Flamenco. The home of Pueblo. This is literally this is literally our love letter to Flamenco villages. Uh, what we're trying to do here. Before we dive into today's episode, I would like to say hello, welcome, and thank you, of course, to our building audience in the United Arab Emirates. And Nicaragua, thank you so, so much for being there and for giving us the time and, you know, exploring what we have to offer. I personally, I mean, Marcus could have been, probably has been more optimistic. I never imagined that we're going to reach audiences across the globe. I was thinking maybe in the English-speaking countries because the podcast is in English, maybe a little bit of the Spanish-speaking countries because of the culture. Never, ever, ever imagine we would have listeners from all across the world. And you know why? Because flamenco is universal. Flamenco, pure. Universal. Yeah. Pure, pure flamenco, yeah. 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 That's it. Well, um, we are going to talk about more actual villages in the next episode, but there is a reason why. Episode 2 of Season 8 is dedicated not to a village, but to a very beautiful, gorgeous city. I'm going to give you a little clue. And probably where Flamenco first landed and started. That's what you would say? Yeah. Okay. The home of Flamenco. The home of Cadiz before it transferred to Seville. To Seville. That's interesting. I would um, give you my personal stories as well, because I've been there on an unforgettable holiday with Marcus and his wife. Yeah, there were a lot of... No, it wasn't a holiday. It was a cultural experience. A working holiday. No, it was pretty much a holiday for me, but it was an experience and a half, and um, happened a few years ago now, before the world was the state that it is now. Um, But we're going to talk about Marcus' experiences and memories, my experiences as well, and I'm going to give you a little clue why we're talking about Cadiz, a city, as opposed to a pueblo, as you know, we tend to do this whole uh, series on February. For Car- Carnaval. Carnaval, exactly. So, without any further ado, let's dive into today's episode of the City of Yeah. You know where we're going to start? I think the most extraordinary uh, building, I would say, for you in Flamenco. Can you believe that one woman inspired? A building that's on the seafront, La Perla de Cai. Is that why it's called Pearl? Because it's on the Pearl. Well, she was called the Pearl. Yeah, the, she's, she's the Pearl of Cadiz, right? 
Now, that building, have you ever seen anything? Well, actually, you've seen Cameron's building, but have you ever seen anything as, as large as that? Imagine a, a, probably a three-story house, two-story house. Yeah. That's the, it's, a, it's an actual, it could be an actual mansion. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, now we've got a great story about that because we've gone there many times when we're going to the beach and things like that. But we wanted to go to uh, a flamenco concert there. And we got there. And as you remember, they said, I'm sorry, it's all sold out. And so me being the typical person I am. Yeah, you being Mark. Yeah, I said, well, don't worry because they're transmuting it here on the. You can in in because this building is so large that in the waiting room they've got the TV. I was screens. really displeased. <laughs> yeah, I, I said we can just watch it on the TV. No, but I did, I'm sorry, but I didn't go so many miles, and then on that <laughs> night we walked from where we were yeah. situated to the place. Yeah, it was cold. I mean, it. Don't get me wrong. In the day, it's baking hot. Once the evening rolls in. It gets cooler. I'm with my dress and a, and a shawl, kind of a flamenco. And you were, you were thinking, right, I'm going for I'm a, a flamenco spectacular. I'm exactly, I'm going for a flamenco game. I'm not going to watch it on the screen. Exactly, I was, I was so, I was you so... You see, that's the difference between you and me, because I just said to you, look, this is just great, we can just watch it on the screen. Yeah, but you were playing unfair because you've been to multiple gigs, and I had never been to a flamenco gig. <laughs> and you were like, oh, yeah, we can do some without team. I was not pleased. No. Well, then a little bit of luck came along. Well, a lot of luck, I'd say, because if um, if you didn't have David Galli there, El Galli, yeah, yeah, we would have never. No, David Galli came through, and he said, "Don't you worry, I'm going to go and sort this out." Now he was gone for a long time. Do you remember this? Right? Oh, wow. And we were thinking, what's happening? And then a man, the president, he comes along, and he says, "Okay, you can come in." But instead of taking us in, he takes us all the way round this very, very large building. Now, could you understand that, guy? Because to me, you've decided to let us in. Yeah. You've decided that we're going in. Walk us through the front door. Why do we have to go all? And the, the building is massive. We we have to walk a lot. It was. And then, but but you know what? In a way, it wasn't the worst thing ever because. We ended up in this little cafeteria slash waiting room slash, you know, leading to the stage so you could see people, you could see performers getting ready and all that. We saw a lot of interesting people there. And you were telling me, oh, look at this, look at that. You, know, you, you kind of guided me yeah. through how a typical day in the culture, you know, you know what I mean, a typical gig in the flamenco culture is like. And... I remember we saw this boy, probably 14, 15 years old, mm -hmm. dressed in the typical flamenco fashion. Was he getting quite nervous? Yeah? A little bit, yeah. yeah. He had the hair, the typical hairstyle, the typical clothes. And, um, you know, why Freddie pointed out and said, Oh, look, it's a young Marcos. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, in a, way, in a way, you see, it's like things that happen that are annoying often you learn more from it because it would have so. been a lot easier for us to go straight into the concert. Do you know? But we had to go all the way around the, around the houses. Yeah, yeah, and do you know what was the most spectacular part of it when the no. actual, you know, when, when the show started? And there were so many components, people dancing, people yeah. singing, people 
just doing various um, interludes yeah. as well. Um, the dresses were incredible, the, the outfits and all that. And I was so into it. At some point, you, after the show finished, you said, I was looking at your face. You look quite intrigued. I think the reason why we probably were blown away is because you've seen many gigs. You've seen many gigs across many different venues. To me, it was the first. And even though you weren't that impressed, I was so into it. Remember, you even thought well, I, I do remember impressed. that, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you were amazed by it. It was a big show, but the most important thing is, people say Flamenco's not popular anymore. It was packed. Could you have had more people in there? And I was probably the only tourist. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the annoying thing is that we couldn't get in there initially, so, you know, you can't oh, get... We had a little snack before that. Yeah, so that little, was, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... And so this is Cadiz. If you walk down the beach, the main beach, at the start, as, as you call the promenade, you'll see this incredible building dedicated to one of the greatest ever flamenco artists, La Puella de Caille. And of course, we promised to talk about, it's, it's nice to open with the iconic building. Uh, I want to touch upon why we're doing Cadiz today. The carnival should have been happening, Marcos. Yeah, um, obviously the coronavirus has affected everything and it looks like carnival may be put back to June, which is a very weird concept. Uh, there may be some things happening uh, this month in February, I don't know, but it looks like it's all being moved to, to June. Uh, I've got some great stories about the Carnival, mm -hmm. but you'll have to wait till we, we were going to do this episode today, we're but we can't do it. Um, I made a documentary about it. Uh, it's a massive thing. It, 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 I mean, Paddy is probably the, one of the most famous places, but you were saying to me earlier, well, what about Venice? What about Brazil? Yeah. And you were right. Uh, but, but Cadiz had to get its act together to rival Venice. Yeah. Yeah. Is that why do you think they're postponing it? Because actually I saw footage on the TV on various channels. The Venice Carnival is on. Right, okay, yeah. I saw people with the masks, yeah. you know, everything. Yeah. So in Venice, it yeah. is very much yeah. happening. Yeah, and of course, this mask thing was adopted by Cadiz. You know, the idea that you could wear the masks and, and be anybody. And yeah, and say anything about anything. the top people that you weren't normally allowed to say, but you were allowed to. I do mean, it. Uh, I think because I've read about the origins of the original carnival, it's not only saying you do things that you should be doing, but I'm not going to get into that. The carnival, you become somebody else, right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's very much connected to the length. That's why it's called the carnival. Carni, carni. Yeah, goodbye to the media. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to save this up because I've got some great stories about what, what's happened to me oh, in, yeah. in, in Carnival. But we're not doing Carnival today. We're just going to worry about Cadiz. Yes. And um, one of the customs that is very much, I think, of the region is singing on balconies. That's very nice. Oh. Now, how romantic you think that can be? Oh, I, I didn't want to say it, but there you go, you said it. It's probably one of the most romantic things. Yeah. Balconies in general, just... Yeah, balconies do it. Balconies <laughs> just do something to me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're in a crowd in Cadiz, in central Cadiz, 
loads of people are gathering and then suddenly uh, a window is going to open and out comes the flamenco singer. Uh, in my case, one of my great memories of La Macanita and she comes out and then she sings from this balcony about four stories up to the crowd. Yeah, it's a hot summer's evening. Yeah, and it's supposed to happen at eight o'clock, but there's always this delay or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's what. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then it happens. Yeah, how wonderful is that? And that's an actual event that you can book tickets for. No, you can't book. It's free. You're just standing in the street. The the, the council pays for it. Uh, for about two months in summer. And it's still happening? Oh, yeah. yeah. Los Balcones. Los Balcones. What is the best uh, one that you have attended, like highlight memory? Well, I think a, a guitarist, uh, Nino de la, de la Leo, um, yeah. when he played, because he's somebody that I played with in, in Cadiz, in, in just a swapping falsettas, and seeing him come out and play was a special thing for me. And he is the number one uh, guitar player of Cadiz. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that absolutely shocks me when you were telling me this story at some point, only you can go to a gig and then end up in a police station. For the wrong reasons. Now, now, what you're talking about is the the, the Wemish flamencos in the Balawati. Yeah. Balawati de la Candelaria. So this is sort of a Buckingham Palace of Cadiz. Of the Cadiz. It was never ever allowed to be open to the to the people. But now it is. Now it is, and sadly, the the Wemish flamenco is not happening because uh, the, the the promoter Antonio Benitez has died and it doesn't seem to happen anymore but he got the idea that this place should be open on Thursdays That's in why the summer where this flamenco otherwise do we have another day of the week dedicated to flamenco you do you have Friday flamenco in Jerez um, but he he um, started the idea of the Balawati uh, which <coughs> It became a, a massive thing because the Balawati, you imagine it's on the seafront, you come past it. Having the artist there in the open air was an incredible thing. But I think what you're trying to refer to is um, when I went to a particular concert of the Balawati. Yeah. What happened? Well, of course. Well, well. No, but the thing, of course, a lot of people go to gigs and police is involved, but. Your story is so for the wrong reason. Do you know what I'm getting at? Just tell yeah. us the story. You well, your yeah, story yeah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, you know my house. We've got wonderful uh, framed flamenco posters throughout everywhere. the whole house, everywhere. Yeah. So obviously you have to collect these things. And I'd collected a particular one this year, that, that, that year, and um, I thought, well, how am I going to protect it? coming back and I went along and saw in the recycling one of these cones that are probably for wallpaper tubes, tubes yeah, yeah for, for wallpaper and like, oh that's that looks ideal oh <laughs> I feel something happening yeah so I go to the Balawati for the flamenco concert 
sit down. And uh, the next thing is the police come up to me. What on earth is this? I said, it's just an empty cardboard yeah. tube. No, no, right, come to, come to the station straight away, you know. So I had to go to the, the, the station and, and, and they have a little office, they have an office there and, and explain what, it, what on earth it is. You know? And all of this for a flamenco poster, can you believe this? But that's me, isn't it, you know. Now, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is I'm going to, you know that other crazy things have happened to me in the Valois thing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you kind of busted the rehearsal of oh. too great, uh, without you even wanting to do it, you just kind of, you were sucked into it. Tell me about that. Yeah, I mean, we went to see uh, two of my favorites, yeah, um, Diego Morao on the guitar, the son of Moraito and Antonio Rey. Massive concert. I was relaxed, you know. I'm yeah. always relaxed, you know. So I saw they had the, their new CD on sale, and uh, I thought, yeah, you know, go and buy some. And then the person selling them, I think, was the brother, and he said to me, "No, no, you've got to take, you've got to take these CDs and go straight and see them." And I said, "Yeah, here you are. This triple A pass, you just." go straight through. And you just decide to go for it? Yeah, well, I, I said, well, you know, no, 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 you have to. This is yeah. not the way you do things. No. You're very yeah. humble. Yeah, so we arrive, well, we go through, and the police say, no, excuse me, and I said, no, oh, oh, sorry, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we get into their dressing room, and they're full on practicing, yeah? And they think, what is this? Marcos, <laughs> Marcos, please. I mean, honestly. Did they warm up to you? Mm. No, they're very good people. And, um, but they were a bit shocked that you were They were quite shocked, yes. And it's not, as I'm an artist myself, it's not the thing I normally do. It's a dog do. sometimes. Yeah. Could be. Well, because they were clearly quite concerned to play well at this. You know, the Balawab is quite an important thing. Yeah, it's, it's sort of a private maybe well there was a big audience there for it you know and, uh, and they were they got a new record out they wanted it to go well incredibly well yeah so yeah, i always get myself in scrapes <sighs> don't you just i don't know how you do it but you do you get when I mean, you get people that say oh I, I want to go and see the dressing room say no it's not possible then you get somebody like me that doesn't want to go there and i get told you have to go you there have to. Everything's the opposite with you. <laughs> the point where Cadiz to me became a cultural shock, like a, you know, collide with the culture, is when we went to a bar, a bullfighting bar. Yeah. And you, you know about the area. Yeah. So the you're talking about Barrio Rabinha. Yeah. I mean, there's two great uh, flamenco areas in Cadiz. Santa Maria, which we'll talk about in a moment, and Barrio Rabinha. Uh, you came with me and saw uh, Manteca. Yeah, you see things on these walls. Yeah, who sadly left us. Yeah. And the bar around the corner is Revojina. Um, also in this area, you've got uh, Juanito Villar, one of the great singers, who's got his own uh, Peña club. Yeah, so I went to a, a wonderful concert 
uh, with, with uh, for tribute to everything. And again, this is what always happens to me. I I was at the back and they said, no, no, there's no space at all. We've got them. So I just stood at the very back. And then Elpiti sees me and says, no, 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 you don't go there. You're coming straight to the front row. And he moves some people out of the front. Yeah? Yeah? I mean, it, it was incredible because I, I also saw Manteca probably the, the last, you know, in like yeah, five years. Yeah, probably you saw him, you did, yeah. Yeah. And you liked it. You liked the way his chauffeur used to say, "It's time for you to go I for your to lunch." For your lunch. Yeah. He stayed there for probably an hour. Yeah. But everyone, everybody wanted to obviously talk to him. Well, there people was... came from all over Spain. You know, to get in that, you know, that corner in that bar. In, yeah. I was stuck next to the pool. <laughs> I was, remember? And I was a bit. I was kind of looking around me, thinking, "I'm not sure I belong here," but um. And you've told me, of course, that Camarón used to go. Yeah, Camarón came and oh, he was a big friend of, of Manteca. Yeah. Uh, when his, his son was born, he came to, to that that very bar. Yeah. There is an amazing gig, as you promised, we're going to talk about Barrio de Santa Maria. Yeah. An amazing gig there, with an equally amazingly cold performer, El Yeye. 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 El Yeye. Which is he got his name from the Beatles? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 What happens is it, it, the other barrio, Santa Maria, is is one of the great homes of flamenco. So even if you've left there to go and work in Madrid or wherever, you come back on this particular day. What was so great about this gig? Well, first of all, walking down there, I'm yeah. on the left of the road and. Yeah, yeah, he's on the right, <laughs> and he just uh, a little clubbing. So we both clocked each other. We went to the the concert. It only lasts for twenty, thirty minutes, but it's it's unbelievable. Uh, Frida, my wife, had never seen uh, dance like this. It's yeah. just unbelievable. And they build the stage, but they only do it for a few minutes. It's just a very, very brief thing um, and it's a sort of homage to the home of Flamenco in, in Barrio de Santa Maria. We watched this and uh, afterwards went back to the bodega where I yeah. often play in in Pueblo and I played uh, some some music and then I met this this singer yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and it was fantastic you know absolutely fantastic to was, see. was he did he become a friend of yours or did no actually? no no just it was just a one off one off yeah but enough to kind of keep him, keep the memories yeah 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 what I like about flamenco is that it's it's also so visual and. The outfits, we've talked about the outfits in a previous episode, are unique. And there was a little shop that we popped in, um, where you source your shirts from. Ah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about the, the Chinoco shop? Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Flamenco shirts now are, are quite difficult to get. 
and this is one of the great places to find them. I go there a couple of times a year, buy some, and what amuses me is, is the the proprietor will say to me, and this is in in the popular, yeah, in the popular, he'll say to me, um, uh, I'll say, must say, who, as you know, is one of the greatest yeah. artists that we've got after coming off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He came in, he chose the same one as you. Sure he did. Yeah. And then he says, ah, you got that one. Capuyo like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I like to pride myself that I've got the eye to these, these sorts of things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, describe some of your shirts to us. Well, it's a new way of, it used to be Lunaris, little polka dots. Yeah. Now we don't have Lunaris. No, it, it's moved into a different design of Lunaris. Yeah. We have skulls. Skulls, yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you have feathers as yeah, well. Yeah, feathers, skulls. So the the, 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 the dots have been replaced by, by other, something other thing else. else. Yeah. And it's usually a cotton. Yeah, a cotton, yeah. Uh, occasionally a silk. Shirt. Yeah, I've got a couple of the silk ones, but they're becoming very difficult to, to get hold of. Them. To source. Yeah. Yeah. So you're keeping it stylish with some uh, cotton ones. I do my best. But thinking of, um, a, a thought came into my mind about the Balawati. Yeah. It's when um, one of the one of the number one artists was coming to play there. Yeah. I, th I think you know who that is. Help me out. Oh, come on. Forever? Exactly. See, you got that, Forever. And uh, my wife wanted to go and they said, well, it's sold out. Oh. So somebody in a, in a bar said to me, Marcus, you don't need to worry about tickets. I'm going to take you straight away to, to the, the empresario. And we went there, and it was just incredible. And he said, oh, oh come in. And he was sat in a huge chair, smoking a loud cigar. Oh, no problem at all. Yeah. And you were in. And I was in. And he said, oh, why are you, you, you sorted completely? You're done, yeah. Yeah. You're sorted. And it, it was a great concert, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's, uh, he's somebody that sells out. Yeah, to masses. To masses. But what is even more striking to me, never mind that, that you go into concerts without even, you should be there because you don't have tickets initially, but anyway, you sometimes go into bars with oil paintings under your arm. Who does that, Marcus, and why is that happening? Well, you see, that's a great story because I was in a different part of Cadiz where yeah. they don't know me. Yeah. And the bartenders were very unfriendly. But you were a typical uh, representative of the genre. Why were they unfriendly? I don't know. To you? It just wasn't. The mood. Anyway, so I've gone and bought an oil painting of Camarón. <laughs> So I arrived back at this place where they were unfriendly, but I've got this huge painting under my arms, right? Everything changed. Oh, right? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> We've been expecting you. Well, why did you have to buy an oil painting? You could have bought anything else. Oh, I know, but... It, you go for the big guns. It, it just changed everything. And, and did you talk to people about this painting? Did you discuss no, 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 no. Didn't say anything. 
And just from the painting on one and side. Suddenly and the, all the tapas were wonderful and it was all just completely different. So my tip, if you're going to Cadiz, make sure you've got something of the Camarón on you. Yeah, I definitely will go with, a, I don't know, a poster or maybe something embroidered. I would go with an oil painting one. Because this is extreme. But you are extreme. But it did seem to work. Yeah. Let's uh, end on a very nice um, memory of yours about Manol Salika. Yeah. Juan I mean, was a friend of yours. Who yeah, Juan, um, he, he's a great person. In fact, um, we used to always meet in a bar, which sadly is gone. Yeah. Uh, right in the in the heart of Cadiz, opposite the the town hall, uh, the owner always gave me a new flamenco CD, and I'd say no, 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 it's for you, for you. And he'd never talk about anything, just give me the CD. That's it, full stop. And uh, this man that I know very well, Saria Huang, he he uh, used to go there all the time. Um, and there's two stories I can tell you. Is the first one, he said, look, we'll have to go to, to see Manolo Sanluca. Yeah. He's going to be in the Genovese uh, gardens. Yeah. What a wonderful place. And uh, he's going to perform all of this. Oh, yeah. That's, and I went and it was unbelievable because Manolo Sanluca is, and you should play, uh, I know you've already played your track of this, but it's his Alegrias. Academies, it's beyond, and so I went to that. But the funny thing was, another year I went back, and um, Quan was there, and I got my guitar because I've got this. I, I've got all these guitars all in different parts of, of Andalusia, and I was playing. And Quan said to me, Oh, cool, you seem to have been doing some practice. Thank you very much for joining us for yet another great episode of Flamenco Attitude. Uh, I hope you enjoyed our personal stories and memories about Cadiz once again. Of course, we would love to um, do Pueblos throughout the whole eight episodes of the eight series. However, because of the cancelled or shall I say postponed carnival that should have been happening right now, we decided that it's appropriate to, you know, share a little bit of the Cadet magic that we've personally experienced and um, I really look forward to when Marcus actually goes to this carnival. It's going to be epic. I will have sounds for you, I will have stories, we will just literally have everything. We want to bring you to the to the actual magic um, of, the, of, the, of the event. But until the next time, whether you listen to, learn, if you'd like to talk to us, um, you can uh, refer to the description box below. We are on culturepodcast.gmail.com for an email. Um, any opinions, any stories. If you've been to Cadiz, we'd like to hear how your experience was. And you can also go to Twitter. At FlamencoPod is where we are. Uh, we share pictures there. Uh, you can tweet us. We love interaction, so feel free. Um, we would love to hear from you. But until the next time, whether you listen to, play, or learn about flamenco, remember to always follow the beat.